I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast, Your Adult Child, how to raise your kids so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out on irongatetherapy.com. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram under Iron Gate Therapy. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. If you've been with us before, if this is your first time, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. I'm, my name's Kay Janes, and this is the your adult child, how to raise your kids so you don't have to raise your grandkids podcast. And today I have a guest who's been on with us before, someone who I care about a lot and is my partner in crime in the work that we do. And it is Sarah Persia, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. And also, Sarah, if you would introduce the topic that we're going to jump right into oh, today. Bet. Is that okay? You yeah. bet. Um, well, welcome. Uh, today's topic is the myth of independence. And uh, the things that I share with you will come from my education and my experience. I'm a family systems therapist. I've been working with families for over 35 years. I do parent education. I work with young adults who are struggling to launch and their parents who are struggling to find the right skills. Um, and uh, I am the parent of two young men in their late 20s, so I have some hands-on experience yeah. as well as the uh, theoretical, and I'm also an artist and I love to cook. Yeah. There you well, go. We're so happy and to I have you. I always enjoy doing this with you, Kate. Yeah, and this topic was, we both kind of lit up when we thought of this topic because it is our day-to-day, -day, and we've realized that for years, our industry promoted and sold independence, right? The independence of your young adult, now for them to achieve independence. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I have even probably used those words in the past a lot. And and part of that is because we have worked hard to be independent individuals. But there was kind of this light bulb moment, I think, recently, probably more recent for me than you, because you've talked to me about this before, that independence is not an actual concept anymore the way it used to be. Correct. And I have even wondered if it's ever been a real concept because as I look back on my life, I realize everything significant I've ever done on my own, I didn't do any of it on my own. Mm -hmm. All right? From my education awesome. to my career to my family, none of that was done by myself. There's always been a support system. Mm -hmm. My willingness to use those support systems and my understanding of how to to do that has probably been different than our clients we work mm. with, but I've always been interdependent. Mm. And that's the word we love to use is interdependent when we're working with our families now and finding healthy and genuine interdependency between you and your child versus your child just achieving independence. Mm -hmm. So, Well, and to add to that, I think as parents, um, through every stage of development from the time they're born, toddlerhood, you know, the school years, middle school, high school, is it's natural for us as parents to say, oh, they're becoming more independent. Mm -hmm. And in our current world, I think we're replacing that word with, are they becoming mature? Are they actually gaining the advanced thinking, the capable um um, thought uh, processes of 
a bank account, a healthy relationships, needing mom and dad less and less. So it is, it's, it's both a, a gift and a trap. So yeah. I like it that we're talking about interdependence. And remember, it came from a time when we didn't live as long as we are living now, where you were 17 or 18 and you better know how to get out there and hustle. Survive, so yeah. survival and independence were synonymous. And, and then, um, you know, today, the truth is, whether it's inflation or it's um, delayed maturity, um, independence has changed. I think it's still a good word to use, but villages and systems used to provide interdependence and parents were assisted by other people in the village or your faith or your community or the campus. And today, young adults have screens and are more isolated from understanding what maturity and independence is. So today, I hope we get to talk with parents about what are some measurements and some applications they can make instead of worrying, oh my gosh, they're not uh, independent. What can I do to move the needle of healthier interdependence to your point yeah and the question that came to my mind is helping me have some more clarity around how to help others with this is with this with with this focus on something that's not obtainable we're seeing i'm seeing this i'm seeing unhealthy relationships because roles are confusing mm-hmm. right i think there's a lot of role confusion right now in families on the role a parent should and shouldn't play, as well as what roles the child should and shouldn't play. Mm. And a question that came to my mind, I think might be a good one to consider is, what role should a child play in your life as the parent? And being clear on that, I think could be very helpful. Mm. Another thing is, what role should a child be invited to play in their own life? Mm. With the idea of what yeah. can uh, help them understand and implement more independence. Yeah, and that, that and then thinking? yeah, and that led me to something we talked about in the past on well, how do you know when you should help, when you should back off? And always love that. Question. I know, and, and one that. one that I a pretty basic truth and standard that I've I found in scripture that I've used and it's worked is if they can do it, let them do it. If they can't, then that's the time to step in. And that's a hard dance, but that's still a really good truth. You know, if they Mm -hmm. can do it, let them do it. Mm -hmm. If they can't, then come in and Mm -hmm. assist. And that, to me, is the difference between nurturing and enabling, right? Like we want to nurture. Let's go with that for a moment because I think a lot of parents today are struggling in knowing how much contribution Mm -hmm. to ask as their kids are going through middle school and high school because today's... Um, student in the United States is expected to have sports, to have other after-school things, or even the social life on, you know, their social media. But there's a lot of um, time that they are investing in themselves or their portfolio or what makes them better as a high school graduate. And you know, and when you say that, what's interesting, what makes them more marketable, not actually more, better, more, right? Uh, and well that said, might be, yes. that's an important thing yes. too, is what are the things that are the best traits and qualities exactly. and characteristics because, versus things you can market on a resume, Because right? in our country and in our world, you know, no matter what your socioeconomic 
status is parents tend to want their sons and daughters to um, go on and do a vocational certificate or traditional education, and they need to kind of push them to be ready for that. Today, there's a little bit overinvestment in self and who that, to your point, am mm-hmm. I marketable? And I noticed that often in middle school, parents get a little bit more lax with having their sons and daughters do chores yeah. or help with dinner because it's true. The academics may have become more arduous or maybe more boring because they're less and less interactive. They're more swallowing and regurgitating. We have less and less interactive learning than ever before. And that's why so many young adults at 18 are choosing to do a trade or a vocation and then stack the traditional ed. But remember, we have all kinds. But what I'd like to say is, Parents, remember to not back off from asking your kids to contribute to the business of being a family. Hmm. And to, as those skills are revealed, to say, you know, I really like it that you make great spaghetti. I'd like you to do that once a week. And I'm working hard at the office. I would love to ask your help in something on Saturday or Sunday. I've worked with parents who've said, you know, I'm kind of fearful for asking my kids to contribute more because they're so busy doing the things I've asked them to do to be a high school graduate and go to college. Now, that may not be everything, but contribution is something I think we've backed off of. Not every student goes to their neighbor and shovels the yard in the, you know, wintertime or goes grocery shopping for an hour. you know why... As adults, we have shifted away from those things being important, right? The home, we know, has been devalued in a lot of ways, and so the kids have just followed suit. You know, if if to you and I, keeping the house nice and having food cooked and serving the neighbor isn't important, it's going to be really hard to ask the kid to do it. (laughs) But if the kid sees you doing it, the the invitation is much easier to make. Mm -hmm. So... And I, this is one thing I like about this. We all, the most influence we'll ever have is by our example. Everyone yeah. says that. So if you're worried about, I don't know what to say to my kid, maybe your starting point is just do some self-evaluation and lean into some things that you value and know are important that maybe haven't gotten the time that you wish you could give them and just make some time for those things that are important value to you like cooking a meal to get you know for yourself and them and spending time at the house having really quality time without a screen involved i i like that example and i think it's never too late for a parent to say hey you know something i've been a little wonky with my own values you know if this is a 14 year old or an 18 year old say you know what you may not like this but humor me we're going to do something for a month yeah. you know maybe every you know wednesday or friday night and it may sound a little corny but i'd like you to do this with me yeah. and remember as a parent you can invite your teenager or your emerging young adult to do something that's important to you for a short period of time and they're still going to benefit from the experience it doesn't have to be the new world world order yeah i have found that a lot of parents today are afraid of saying we're going to do this now because they have sons and daughters who are staying abreast of changing information in a nanosecond because they are online literate young people. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you say, your child will be far better 
than you at anything online because they have young, elastic minds. And even if you work in IT or AI or something, your 14-year-old or 18-year-old or 22-year-old has a more plastic mind. So don't be afraid to be a little humble and say, you know, I've gotten kind of far away from something that's important to me. You're learning what's important to you. Do this with me for a week or for three weeks. And that's the village again. That's regaining something that parents may feel is slipping away. Because I do think there's more parents today than not that feel like, wow, they're kind of dependent upon me. I'm a little bit worried that I'm the entertainment center. I'm the transportation. You know, even if you have a kid who has a license and a car, more parents today are like, no, I'm not going to bother asking them to go get the groceries because they're so busy doing other things. So parents, take a moment and don't be afraid to be simple in something yeah. and re-invite your emerging, you know, your teen or your emerging young adult to um, do something with you. But it's not a new world order. They learn quickly. Even by doing something one or once or twice from you. It still leaves an impression. It still leaves an impression. Well, yeah. and as you're saying that, I know we have parents that are listening and they're thinking, well, how do I do this with my kid? How do I, but I have all these other factors involved. And one thing that we say, and we're starting to get phone calls and emails from parents, and we invite those to continue to come. We've, I've had three phone calls in just the last two weeks of parents that are listening to the podcast that just needed to reach out about their specific example. And we invite, just so you know, our email is admissions at irongatetherapy.com and our phone number is 435-868-8391. And you actually reach us. I had a lady call the other day and I answered the phone and she said, wait, is this Kate? I said, yeah. I, I, she's like, I didn't think I'd get to talk what, to you. And yeah, I what said, what are you hearing? What is uh, currently up yeah, like right been, now? Well, what's happening is this, the stuff you and I are working with every day, we just, there's a lot of parents that are struggling through it. And every phone call I've gotten, I, the, what they're reaching for is they just, everybody has, un, even though there's similar struggles, everybody has a very unique situation. Always. Right. Yeah. And so it's mostly everything I'm getting reaching out and I love to help is when somebody shares the unique situation they're in. And then it allows us, obviously, in that one-on-one space to just ask more specific questions and, and maybe look at things in a way mm-hmm. that benefits them really yeah. in their situation. So and I think people need that more than yeah. ever because there's such diversity and disparity yeah. in what families are handling at home, whether they're also managing elder care or whether they have um, a son or a daughter who's taken some kind of hit and they're depressed and they're not knowing how to support the depression or you've got anxiety going on and you know there's nothing as that stops a parent more than realizing wow this isn't going away yeah this is actually staying with us and then you start worrying about their future and the independence how are they going to go to college or how are they going to show up for this work which Mm -hmm. is going to get harder when i'm seeing more depression more anxiety or what we often talk about is why are they not maturing? How come something feels stalled? Yeah. And, you know, you guys, this was going on before COVID, but for for some families, COVID had an impact because of health in the family. But our job as humans is always adapt and adjust. And parents are asking us today, I think I'm not sure how to adapt to this thing that isn't going away. Yeah. So yeah. that's a time to reach out. It is. And, it is a time. And, and that goes to what you and I were talking about earlier is 
if you want your kid to have a healthy level of interdependence with you, they need to see a healthy level of interdependence that you have with resources. Yes. Like you can't wait till your kid's in a situation where you're having to call the hospital to say, hey, we need to get some help. I mean, sometimes we get to that point. And if you do, yes, reach out. But get, get help when it's early. Get help when your kid doesn't want to communicate. And introduce the idea of therapy. Introduce the idea of joining places and spaces where they can talk to others. And, and yes. you be involved with that. And then I think that will help. Here's here's a tip to add on to that. When, if you have a child who's in middle school or high school, we know that their sense of developing identity themselves it has a privacy component to it you know where they get inward and at never at any other part or time of their life are they so full of justice and the sense of their own power and you want to interact with that and respect it but also sometimes say you know not now this is the time I'm speaking you know the mom or dad and it's not about control today it's more of a collaborative expectation with teens and young adults today because in the world they see everything is accessible and it's more about how you collaborate rather than the power of you know parenting down yeah so when you know I, what collaboration does it creates insulation instead of isolation mm-hmm. so as we collaborate because that's that's some advice i heard one time is don't isolate your kids insulate them and that insulation happens by collaboration by connection healthy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we talk you know when the boundaries are clear when the mm-hmm. time spent together is quality when the focus is genuine mm-hmm. Than your kid. And I've actually seen that. My two oldest daughters are now teenagers. And I've noticed that the quality time we've spent with them is 100% what's protecting them and helping them when they run into problems. And they're still being exposed to so the same things. you're not sheltering them from the no, problems, but you're offering them a sweater. Well, yeah, right? we're, we're offering mm-hmm. the yeah the mm-hmm. installation so that mm-hmm. or even the bulletproof vest. It's better. It used to be stay out of the cold. Now mm-hmm. it's watch out for being shot, right? Mm-hmm. So we're giving bulletproof. And I don't mean literally, figuratively. I mean the world's so intense now. Fast. that Yes, yeah. that it is like bullets shooting at you versus just a general like scariness. But... So I, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that, and my two oldest are both daughters, and I'm seeing that they're still willing to reach out and talk because because of the time we spent, the activities we've asked them to do. They're still helping clean. They still help cook. Good. They still help watch their siblings. Good. And yet they also have the opportunity and ability to go out and do things they want to do pretty consistently. In fact, it's very balanced. Like They get to go out and do what they want as much as we ask them mm-hmm. to serve at home. And they seem to... And and let's talk about the people we serve where they do feel there's an imbalance. You know, that they are yeah. walking on eggshells or there yeah. isn't maturity. It's past and, that and, point and, of where my kids are at, yeah. One of the things you said, Kate, that I might offer to our parents, and inspired me actually, is... Um, you said don't wait until it's so it is so acute that yeah. it becomes a crisis. It is totally okay for parents to say, hey... I see that you're going through something, and I know it's not going to help if I ask you about it, you know, every day and if I nag you, but you and I have to agree um, to talk about it at certain times in the week so I can check in where you know it's coming. I'm checking in with you, and we have to measure what it is affecting in your life. That's collaborative because what 
do teens and young adults want more than anything? They want to be seen as a viable entity along with you, that collaboration. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that in other podcasts. So if there is trouble and if you are worried, it is okay to say, hey, I want to check in with you and I'm going to ask you to agree with me. We're going to do this fairly frequently. We're also going to measure, are you getting your schoolwork done? Are you starting to not shower or not get out of bed? You know, are you starting to just, you know, need me to serve you or are you withdrawing? Because remember, most developing minds operate in two ways. They withdraw from energy or they get they, kinetic with energy. They get aggressive. They yes. get aggressive. Yes. That's how the human sort of knows uh, how to engage in life to withdraw from it or over interact with it so do do seek some help before you get to that scary part where the er room is your is what you're where you have the first conversation yeah about that you needed to have before yeah well i really appreciate your thoughts on this today and i really express to all the parents out there to please reach out and to either us or somebody else that's near you to help with this and We also want you to know this, because Sarah and I have seen this enough. If it feels hopeless and your kid is in that space where you and they feel hopeless, there are solutions. We've seen many miracles. We've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of families come back from really dark, really scary places. It does come through humility and openness and a willingness to put the resources towards the help that needs to happen. But you're not... It's not the end, and you can reach out. And if we could be that and it's space okay for you, to not know everything. There's absolutely. some good resources today, That's right. really good. Yeah, and so reach out and let us help and serve you in that. So, until next time, keep going. The only time we fail is if we quit trying. And and again, let us be a resource as you serve your young adult. Thanks.